What's up, nerds? Welcome to Rarely Sophisticated. I'm your host, John Carter. Joining me here in the studio this week is my boy, Tyler Crick. Say what's up to the people. Yo, what's up, people? So today, Ryan is out. We have Tyler here in the studio. I like it. I like having variety. It's probably not going to live up to Ryan, but we'll try. Let's be completely honest here. Ryan likes to talk. Yeah. And it's not that you don't like to talk. It's just that you pick and choose what you talk about. Only when I have something to say do I open my mouth and say something. Well, I hope you have something to say about today's episode. A few things, yeah. All right, so we're going to knock some housekeeping stuff out real quick, uh, starting off with football. Looks like the Raiders have decided to clean house as far as the staff goes. Uh, GM Dave Ziegler, coach Josh McDaniels, and offensive coordinator Mick Lombardi all canned. Apparently there were reports, allegedly, of bad performance and a toxic environment. Allegedly. Allegedly. Also, out of this whole mess, uh, linebacker coach Antonio Pierce has been promoted to interim head coach, and Champ Kelly, the assistant GM, has been named the interim GM um, until they can get this shit sorted out. So a lot of mess going on with the Raiders. They're just trying to move some pieces around. You know, this season's probably going to be junked, sacrifice everything for next season. I don't see that necessarily as a bad thing, considering some of the top prospects that we have coming in next year, Um, especially considering that the Raiders really do need some key players. How glad are you that Josh McDaniels didn't take the Colts job? A hundred percent. Yeah. Shane Steichen. I, I like Shane Steichen. I like what he's doing with the culture. I like what he's doing with the recruits. And everybody that we have, obviously, it's a shame what happened to Anthony Richardson. That is just a complete clusterfuck. N- nothing that Shane Steichen could have done. I think Chris Ballard's doing great things in the GM office. He's he's turning the Colts culture back around. I think everything that's taking place now in the Colts clubhouse is much needed. I just, I knew that he was, you know, all the Patriots coaches that came from the Belichick tree, you know, they haven't panned out. So McDaniel, McDaniels is uh, right up there. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it's very hard to replicate what Bill Belichick was able to do with the uh, with the Patriots. Uh, so we're going to talk about NBA basketball, um, in-season tournaments still going round robin. Um, first year they've ever done this, still trying to figure it out. I know a lot of folks are confused about what regular season games are counting towards the tournament. And after it's all said and done with, then how do the teams that move on compete in the tournament if they're quote-unquote regular season games? It's still kind of a clusterfuck. No one really knows what's going on except for the people in the home office at the NBA because they're not really doing a good job of explaining it. Yeah, it's happening. We really don't know what's going on. Wish we could tell you. Um, someone smarter than us, I'm sure, gets oh, paid to know. Yeah, so. not me. Uh, hockey, Hall of Fame inductions Monday. So you're listening to this on Tuesday. We're recording on Friday. Um they're going to be November 13th. That was yesterday, if you're listening to this now on Tuesday. Um, so, yeah, Hockey Hall of Fame inductions. Um, some big names coming up. Henrik Lundqvist is going to be one of them. That's the only one that I've seen, but uh, definitely Hall of Fame-worthy goalie for the Rangers for many, many years. So Yeah, college sports, uh, this one's a big one, um, pretty big. Michigan football head coach Jim Harbaugh suspended for the final three games of the regular season of 2023. Um, for a sign-stealing um, conspiracy fiasco. Must have learned it from Belichick. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Um, I've seen reports. I don't know if there's any truth to this. I haven't seen it in any like of your top credible sources, but allegedly he was selling 
those stolen signs to other schools. I, I don't know. That's a bold claim. I don't know. I'm just speaking to what I've seen. I think it's probably more or less one of those things where, you know, he gets caught with something and they try to tackle on any other little minor thing that they can and just trying to sell it to a different team is one of those things. I mean, I don't really think sign stealing in football is like huge comparative to like a baseball or something. You don't use signs as much, I don't think. I have mixed feelings. So I feel like if what you pick up on in the game that you are actively playing, so from the start of the game, whether or not it's the first inning or the first quarter, all the way up until the end of that game, if you pick up on something that the other team is doing, that should be fair game. Yeah. I think that when you are studying or you're sending scouts to other games to try to then steal signals, learn what those other teams are doing before you play that game, I have an issue with that because I feel like that's an unfair advantage. Not everybody can afford to send scouts to other games in order to do that, right? But if your ass is on the field and you're able to pick up on that, then you should be able to fucking exploit that shit. Yeah, yeah. If you see them throw up a number four and not every time that means they're going to run the ball, then that you get rewarded for being smarter. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, so that's that's pretty much all the housekeeping that we have going on today. We're going to be talking about a topic that Ryan and I actually kind of touched up on a little bit with the last episode, uh, and that's esports and sports and video games. You play sports games. Yeah, all the time. I just got done playing NHL earlier. Yeah, and, and I, I think that sports and games is so much bigger than just sports games. Yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole nother world. Uh, absolutely, because I've seen people who take Minecraft servers and they find some way to incorporate sports into those those sandbox style games. Um, people put sports in that all the time, and obviously Halo uh, with Griff oh, Ball yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So yeah, like sports and video games goes beyond just sports games. Yep. So just kind of laying that out on the table at the very beginning, sports and video games goes beyond just sports games. So just kind of talking about the history of it. Obviously, I'm a little bit older than you, so way I, older. A little bit older. Way older. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> the only thing lower than my balls is my credit score, and I don't need you bringing it up every fucking five minutes. No promises. So I grew up in the eight bit era back with uh, original Nintendo, um, kind of on the tail end of the Atari, but uh, for the most part, the original Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, so I grew up with things like uh, Tecmo Bowl, uh, Double Dribble, Bases Loaded, stuff like that. Um, obviously, then the 16-bit era came around. Did you know that people still mod Tecmo Bowl uh, with the current rosters and so that you can actually play the games with current NFL rosters, but you're still playing like an 8-bit game on an NES? I'm not surprised because I know that people still... Uh do that with ESPN NFL 2K5. They put all the new rosters and everything in there. So, yeah, Tech Mobile. I mean, granted, that's not my era. I've seen Tech Mobile. I haven't played Tech Mobile. It, it was probably the best NFL simulator for, for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Because that's the one where Bo Jackson's broken, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's absolutely broken in that yeah. game. Uh, 16-bit era, we got NBA Jam. We've got um, NFL Blitz. That's where I'm picking it up, where I'm starting like, yeah, this From is childhood. From downtown. Yep. He's on fire. Ugly shot. <laughs> yeah, I played a little bit of played a little bit of NBA Jam when I was growing up. Yep. NFL Blitz, I thought was a blast. The precursor to like NFL Street and, and stuff like that. It'll be Slugfest so, and yeah. all those. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, those were some good games. Those bring back good, good memories. And, yes. And since I have a brother, some very violent memories as well. I had friends. And when friends got together, controllers got smashed. Mm-hmm. So Faces and controllers. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes controllers into faces. Yep. So now we're kind of into this whole next-gen era of video games um, where things are looking more realistic. They're more of a simulator, really, than they would be what you would consider a video game. The first one that we're going to talk about, obviously, is the big one, and that's EA Sports. It's in the game. That's nice. Thank you. I, I practiced that. EA, if you're listening, hire him. Yes. Um, and, and, of course, EA, the big title that everyone every year, no matter if they have the previous year's version, Madden. Yeah. Madden is the game that everybody buys year in, year out, even though, f- with the exception of this last year, it's mostly just a roster update. Yeah, well, I, I was going to say not everybody. I'm in the camp of I'm boycotting buying every year's Madden because EA needs to step their shit up. Like you just said, roster update, that's all it is. It's a $60, $70 roster update every year. Now, I'm not saying that the game is bad, but there's stuff from Madden 2004, like game features and everything, that they've taken away that they now add back in today's game and call it a new feature. Well, we had this shit in 2004. It's not new. Yeah. Uh, personally, I think 23 was a big improvement from 22 uh, with the artificial intelligence um, that goes into it. Obviously, if a defensive player can't see the ball, they shouldn't be able to intercept the ball, um, you know, in real life. So they finally kind of got that tweaked where it's better. It's not perfect, but it's better. Yeah. Um, Superstar mode. I did superstar mode. It's phenomenal. And then, of course, you have Madden Ultimate Team, which I will still argue to this day is pay to win. It's the biggest cash grab in video game history. It's microtransactions on steroids. Yep. If I'm remembering correctly, they started that shit too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, yes. As far as that large of a scale of it, I think there was, I remember them being the first ones to start that. Yeah. And, And you're also forgetting about franchise mode. That's which is where I live. These kids that you see on YouTube and everything trying to rebuild teams all day, I don't do it for YouTube or anything, obviously, but that's all I do on Madden. Yeah, I, I haven't played franchise mode yet. Um, I've been like literally smitten with superstar mode. Uh, this go around, I think they did a phenomenal job with it. It's not just create a player. Oh, now that player gets drafted. Oh, now that no, like they actually make you work for like your sponsorship deals and and things of that nature. And it's much better than last year, which is a shame because last year was the the Madden tribute, um, which I think would have been a really great thing to have done was say, hey, here's a tribute game for John Madden. Um, rest in peace. And, uh, you know, we've we've done all these upgrades to all these features. Well, the tribute was the feature for that year. You're paying $60 for the tribute. Yeah, to, uh, to play as classic John Madden. Yeah, thanks, EA. It's in the game. Uh, EA also, um, you got your PGA Tour. Yep. Uh, formerly Tiger Woods Golf. Um, then, of course, when Tiger Woods got into a bunch of, you know, poo-poo, uh, yeah. you know, they they decided, I think they decided to try Rory McIlroy, and that didn't work, so they just went with a generic PGA Tour. Um, I have not played it since it's been PGA Tour. I played Tiger Woods Golf back when um, it had Connect support. Oh, God, Connect. Yeah. Jesus. 
Yeah, for it's the Xbox a, One. It's been a minute since I've heard that word. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, which, you know, for me, I was like, oh, it'd be great, you know, to help me, you know. Improve my golf game. Improve, yeah, no, fuck that shit. It's just like, do I see a fat blob making a swinging motion? Yes. Okay, I'm just going to shoot the ball <laughs> down the field wherever I fucking feel like it. So, and then I learned that and I just started playing with a controller and it was much fun. Like, yeah. much more enjoyable. Um, you know, FIFA, something that you and I probably don't have a lot of experience with. Um, obviously, there is a market out there for FIFA. That's probably um, the largest if you take the entire globe. I would say FIFA is bigger than Madden. I'm not going to disagree with you on that because, um, especially in like Australia, um, Europe, um, things of that nature, yeah, soccer is huge. Because the FIFA Ultimate Team stuff is like, insane people will like oh yeah they'll drop thousands of dollars on a messy card or or you know um ronaldo or any of those guys which is why ea just continues to do it because they keep making millions of dollars off of this shit it probably closer to billion billions so um nba live not one of their hottest titles, especially since you've got a, a competitor, which we're getting ready to touch on. So not, it's not. They used to be NBA Live used to be back in like the early two thousands. That was, you know, before the the competitor came. I up. would argue that March Madness was a much better basketball game, which that was still made by EA, right? It was still made yeah, by yeah. EA, um, and obviously there was no NIL deals or anything like that. But I still argue that. March Madness was a much more enjoyable experience, especially because you had the tournament, you had all that stuff. Um, and it was just, again, for me, I'm a bigger college basketball fan than I am a professional basketball fan. Uh, so for me, it was great. Um, you I, know, am, I am now, but back in the day, I was more NBA. So, I mean, I I didn't, I, has, I have a March Madness game at home now that I've played since. And I'm like, okay, this is fun, like nostalgia stuff. But I mean, I didn't really play them back in the day. NBA Live, I'm thinking like 03. Well, so I'm trying to remember if it was from 2010 to 2014 before they like dropped everything um, that you could take your senior from either March Madness or NCAA football. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you could import them over and have them drafted. So you could almost kind of do like an extended um, superstar mode. Yeah, from college to pros. Yeah. type of deal yeah which which would be awesome i know they're they've got a few games in the works ncaa football things the first one they're getting ready to drop um in the next two years or so mm-hmm. um especially with the new nil deals and everything so can't wait for that by the way yes uh and then you have your ufc games um and then you had fight night yeah fight but night round three by far was my favorite the boxing as far as the sport to me i don't watch boxing whatsoever but that game was phenomenal Yes. I, I actually played that game. It was because I think that came out well before the UFC games even really started to pick up. You know, the THQ UFC games were maybe close to it, but those were those were arcadey more than the EA ones. The EA is more of a simulation type, which, you know, you know what I mean? You know yeah. what I'm trying to say? So, so the first EA fight night that I played was fight night round three for the Xbox 360. And just the the stick combos mm-hmm. and the fact that that's all you did was you had your, your triggers for blocks and you had the sticks, nothing else. So for me, it felt more natural as to where now you have like 
press A to low block or plus press Y to high block or, you know, kidney shots are, are now hold down the left bumper and then move the stick. And finesse the stick in such a way. Yeah. And it was, it was easy. It was simple. It was fun. But yeah. It, you, they tried to convolute it, you know, you try to add to it and then you end up taking away from it. So, yeah. Uh, and, and that's why I didn't really care much for the, uh, for the UFC games. I felt like, um, you know, when you're in the upright position versus when you're in the guard versus all that other different stuff that goes into it. I'm like, this is just not fun to me. I just want to beat the shit out of this computer version of whoever's in front of me. Holy shit, dude. We forgot punch out. Oh yeah. D- didn't play it, but I've seen many, many. Um, I have one of those NES minis. Yeah. And it's got punch out on there. And I, I still play that to this day. Is it called Punch Out or Mike Tyson's Punch Out? So, so it's it started off as Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Okay. Then Mike Tyson got into a little bit of shit. Oh, and, that was around that time. Yeah, okay. and then and then they're like, oh, we can't have a bad role model on the cover of this Nintendo game because everything has to be stamped with the Nintendo seal of approval, and so they just called it Punch Out. Mm, okay. Yeah. So I guess that's where the Mac character came from then. No. So so Lil Mac is the protagonist. Okay. He's he's the little guy that you're using to to fight the the much bigger boxers, um, even in the Mike Tyson version. Even in the Mike Tyson, Mike okay. Tyson is the champion that you're working towards trying to to fight, and then at the very end you fight him, which is the most hard fight on the whole fucking game. If you have not played Mike Tyson's Punch Out or Punch Out, I believe that it is available on the Nintendo Switch. Um, using the Nintendo Switch Online, um, so you can play it on your Nintendo Switch now if you have Nintendo Switch Online. I might have to do that. Yeah, and then I think Super Punch Out is on the uh, the Super NES version of the uh, the emulator that they have set up. I did want to touch too. I don't know if you ever played EA MMA. I have not. So it wasn't UFC. It was uh, back when Strike Force and and a couple of Pride guys, like you know, the end of Pride, like Boss Rutten and those guys. Yeah, Boss Rutten was in the game. Um, so that was more of like the fight night style of how you played the game, you know, with the analog sticks. It, it was actually, in my opinion, the best MMA game ever made. It had Fedor and all them guys, you know, Jacare before he was UFC. And Randy Couture was the only name I think I can remember that was a UFC guy. That's why he got kind of shitlisted from the UFC because he went to do that game before because he wanted to fight Fedor but well that's because Dana White was also trying to run a monopoly back then so true so biggest competitor to EA Sports uh I would argue would be 2K Sports yeah definitely um 2K Sports you got NBA 2K which is probably their premier title yeah that's their mad that's their mad yeah um and then they have PGA Tour 2K which I did not know that yeah so um I know because I just bought the most recent one um I think it's, I think I've got PGA Tour 2K22 um, because it was bundled with NBA 2K22. Ah, that's how they get it off the shelf. It is. They bundle it with the most popular game. So I I like, I like playing golf, but what to me, watching golf and playing a golf video game sounds like the most boring time of all time. So I like playing, um, if I'm going to play golf, 
I like playing it when I'm just, I need to relax and not think of anything that is hard pressing. Like I don't want to play Madden where, you know, I've got this tight little window and I've got to decide, am I going to law pass it, touch pass it or, or bullet pass it? You know, I'm like, I just want to play a game of golf where there's no timer and how long it takes me to fucking swing the club, line my little shot up, fucking whip the ball down the, the fucking fairway and then it lands and then all the little fucking, you know, fake people do their little. So for me, you know, golf games kind of a relaxing type thing. It's not something that I'm highly competitive in or anything like that. And I did not know this. I did not know that 2K published the WWE games. Yeah, they have for a while now. I remember back whenever it was, um, was it THQ? Yes. I was literally, and I mean literally, what when you texted me to come over here, I was literally playing SmackDown versus Raw 2006. Um, I remember when um, Raw's War came out, and then Warzone, mm-hmm. and then Attitude. Yep. I think Warzone was probably the best WWE game that they ever made. I think Attitude was. Maybe I'm getting them confused. It was around. It was one of those. One Which, of those three. Let, let's be completely fair. They were both very close to being the exact same game. I think Attitude was the one that just allowed you to go backstage and like you yeah. could fight okay. in, in a. Which it was a completely like you could go backstage and it might be the locker room or you could go backstage and it might be like the infirmary or, you know, but you would go backstage and you could fight in like a random backstage location and they introduced like hardcore matches and stuff like that. Okay, yeah, we're talking about the same one. I was a child when that came out. So that's I get a pass for not remembering exactly which game it was. It's okay. You're a baby. Yeah, I am a baby. Uh, WCW versus the world. WCW Nitro. Um, I knew all the cheat codes for WCW Nitro. My favorite was doing the one where everybody had the big head. Yep. So. See, see, when I started playing, I got my very first console was Nintendo 64. The two games that I had that I played, relig- well, outside sports games anyway, played religiously were WCW World Tour, which I think was the third one after the ones you're talking about. Well, I think World Tour came out about the same time as WCW Nitro or WCW versus World because there was one... I believe that was a PlayStation exclusive and one that was an N64 exclusive. Yeah. Okay. And it might have been NC or WCW versus the world and WCW World Tour because I think then WCW Nitro and WCW Thunder both came out for both systems. Okay. Don't yeah. quote me on that. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't remember. I just I remember I'm staying and I'm beating everybody up. That was my thing hulk hogan's going down and then you press select and some random fucker comes out and and assists you and yep it was that and madden 2001 the for me those were the two games that you know that's that's some of the bigger titles from from the two what i would call the two main studios ea obviously king and 2k is is right there right behind them a game that i really like playing and it's from san diego studio is MLB The Show. Yep. MLB The Show. I used to play the, what was it called? It Was it 2K? It used to make the yeah, baseball games? Yeah, 2K used to make the baseball yeah. games. Those, those weren't bad. I'm not going to say they were bad games. They were... You could tell that they weren't the poster child of the 2K series. Yeah. There, there was a lot of things left to be desired from that series. But then when MLB The Show came out, which originally, I, was, I stuck with 2K. So I didn't play the first, what, three MLB The Show games? Yeah, which came out in, what, 2017? 
I think it was earlier than that. I think. All right, I'm going to let you talk. I'm going to look this up in the background. I think the last one that I remember playing as far as the 2K series was 12 or 13. Uh, I think Roy Holiday was on the cover for the Phillies. But uh, my brother had a PlayStation and I had an Xbox. I played the 2K series and he had MLB The Show. And after a couple years and they got rid of the 2K series and I didn't play those MLB The Show games, I uh, picked up on it because it was really, really good. So MLB The Show debuted in 2014. Okay. Maybe I'm thinking like 15 with Roy Holiday on the covers, the 2K game. Probably. I don't remember. But uh, last year, um, which I say last year because now the baseball season's over with, uh, 2023 was Jazz Chisholm Jr. Yeah, I, I think because I don't, I don't buy any of the sports games every single year because I don't have the funds. Um, I think I have 21 at home, and I still play it just like it's brand new. I don't. Uh, 23 was on Game Pass for, mm. for Xbox. Um, so a lot of those games after the hype kind of hit. No, it's no longer PlayStation exclusive? No. Oh, I did not. I didn't even know that. They, they have a Switch version, which looks like you're playing it on an original PlayStation as far as the graphics go, but they have it on, on the Nintendo Switch. Thanks, Nintendo. Yes. Um, things we'd never asked for. Yeah. That's what they're good at is giving us stuff we didn't ask for. Yeah. Um, Golden Tea. I don't know if you've ever played Golden Tea. I think I've dabbled with it at an arcade before. Anytime I walk past a Golden Tea machine, especially if it's on free play, I've got to play at least three holes. We had one in my fraternity house when I was in college. It was like the original Golden Tea, and it got gifted to us by like one of the alumni members. Dude, so many drunken nights being in the fraternity house, just fucking slamming the little trackball that's on there and just fucking... There were nights where we thought we were literally going to like shove our fists through the screen because we were hitting that trackball so hard, but somehow it never happened. Um, but yes, I've definitely played my fair share of Golden Tea. Yeah, that predates my my days. They have Golden Tea leagues now. Really? You Like, um, there's a bar here locally... Um, that has a giant golden tea machine and um, it's like on a 65 inch TV. Oh, dang. Yeah. And they have like a Wednesday night league or something like that. Hmm. Okay. Well, it's way more popular than I thought it was. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to kind of hit into something that you have more experience in than I do. And that's racing simulators. Yeah. So, um, which, which we did forget to talk about the NASCAR games that EA made back in the good old oh, days. Oh yeah. Yeah. NASCAR thunder. Like, I, I mean, you don't have to be a NASCAR fan to enjoy a good old racing game. No. Um, but I got to ask you a question. Okay. Did you ever do, like, the Daytona 500 and do, like, all 500 laps? Or did you do, like, the abbreviated, like, 50-lap version? I was a child. Of course I did the abbreviated 50-lap version. I don't have the attention span for that shit. Okay. So now that you're an adult and we're getting ready to talk about racing simulators, do you... Do you race long races or do you race short races? I go longer than I used to, but I'm still not a 500 lap dude. Uh, they exist. A, I, that yeah, those people are out there, and uh, those people have much more patience than I do. Uh, so you do i racing, and what do you? How do you like? Just explain the whole process for everybody. 
For those of you who don't know what iRacing is, it's the closest you could probably get to actually getting any race car and driving. So obviously it's still a video game at the end of the day. So there's glitches and bugs and stuff like that. But uh, I personally do the stock cars, which is like NASCAR. I've, I've dabbled a little bit in like the Formula One stuff, but it's that's not my forte. So, um, you know, you're on the Daytona 500 with, you know, 20 other people that are from Bangkok or wherever the hell they're from. And uh, it's it's literally simulation racing. So like realistic racing. There's no this arcade where if you bump them a little bit, you're just going to stay on the straight and narrow. If you if you just even so lightly touch cars, you will spin out. So it's as real as you can possibly get. So so what all does it take to actually get started doing something like that with iRacing? Unfortunately, it takes a membership from the iRacing website. So you got to pay, you know, your I think it's 8.99 a month or something like that. But so uh, it's like other subscription based games like your World of Warcraft and like Xbox Game Pass and stuff like that. Yeah, they they give you a couple of like classes of cars that are free and some tracks that are free, but they're not the fun stuff. So you want the Daytona 500, you got to pay f- like 14.99 for it. Plus, you know, the car that it takes to drive on it that you, you know, want to do and all that kind of stuff. And then you got to buy the wheel and the pedals and all that good stuff. So it's it's an expensive hobby. Luckily, my dad gave me the wheel and the the pedals and everything, so I didn't have to pay for that. And, you know, I just kind of buy whatever track or car that I would like and just have fun with it. So you just have the desktop set up. You don't have, like, the entire... No, I, I would love to have the, like, the the cockpit that shakes and everything, but I don't have any of that. I just, I got my computer chair. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a poor iRacer, but it's still... So, so it is, it is very highly competitive. Oh, very. Um, and there's like a safety system too. So, you, you know, you want to get on there and crash everybody. Well, you're going to get banned pretty quickly. Okay. So, you know, they, they have incident points is what they call it. Um, so, you know, I think they allow you 14 incidents per race and then you automatically just get banned from that lobby. Oh, wow. Yeah. So if you, that's probably like, two or three wrecks you wreck into somebody either intentional or unintentional and you get just ousted from that lobby now do they have leagues in iRacing where you can do like a weekly race and then at the end you know either it's just for bragging rights or do they have like prize pools or anything like oh, that yeah. there's, there's huge prize pools for some of the people obviously i'm not anywhere near that but there's I can't remember the dollar amount, but I just saw one recently where they're doing for like a NASCAR. It's like, I think it's called the E-NASCAR or something like that, or iRacing NASCAR or something like that. Um, some of the actual NASCAR drivers do it in the off season. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's so. real cool. Uh, do NASCAR drivers pee themselves? Yes. Yes, they do. Okay. And that is hilarious. So I know that there's probably been a handful of people who have been yelling at the radio asking why we have not touched about this, but I saved it for last. The only reason that probably 60% of the population who purchased a Wii even owned a Wii, Wii Sports. Wii Sports. Wii Sports was the shit. Wii Sports was awesome. You had boxing. You had bowling. You had tennis. Yep. I can't remember. Did it have golf? It or had golf, yes. Okay. Um, and then now you have the upgraded version of that, which is called Switch Sports Online, 
which I think has baseball, soccer. Um, oh, the original had baseball too. Did it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember. Um, obviously, you have bowling with the new one. You have tennis. You have badminton. You've got some game that reminds me of jousting. Oh, yeah, with the little... It's like the wipeout thing with, you know, yeah. the cotton swab that you're... Oversized cotton swab. Yeah. That's what I call it. It's like American Gladiators. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I was looking for. Not wipeout, American Gladiator. Same thing. Yeah, well... Just one has steroids and one doesn't. Yeah, true. So... The, orig- uh, the original Wii Sports, I uh, I always called boxing. Well, not during the time, obviously, but after the fact, I always called the boxing on the Wii Sports called it the uh, precursor to the the shake weight. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. nobody actually did it like an actual punch. We all just sit there and you know do it as fast as you possibly can. Can we have a moment of silence for all the TVs that were lost? From people playing Wii Sports and not wearing the wrist straps. Did it ever happen to you? No, it did not. I, I threw a controller once, but it didn't break the TV. We will have a moment of silence for my parents' uh, upstairs TV from back in the day. Amen. <laughs> All right. I hit the corner of the TV. Ooh. Yeah, it was still operational, but they were not happy. Uh, Yeah, especially because... I'm guessing, uh, was this was this a flat screen or was this... Yes, this is a flat a, screen. And, and it was a plasma, I bet, too. No, nah, I don't remember that, but... Because plasmas probably. were fucking expensive. And to top it all off, I was wearing the wrist straps. Just not tight enough. Because I was a cool kid and I didn't, didn't actually tighten my backpack and my wrist straps. So, yeah, they weren't very happy about that. Yeah. I can imagine. I, I would probably kill my kids if yeah. they did that to my TV. Yeah, I might have exaggerated the story on how it happened, but that's essentially not on the podcast uh, to my parents. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, we have come to an age now where you have what's called eSports. And some of that involves actual sports games like your Maddens and your 2Ks, where you have these little leagues or, um, you know, tournaments and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And then you also have eSports in the realm of League of Legends, uh, Fortnite, Rocket League, just to name a few. Um, You know, your button mashers like your Super Mario uh, Melee or Super Smash Bros. Melee. Yeah, yeah, get it right. Get it tight. Um, Overwatch, stuff like that. Um, how do you feel about the emergence of esports? Um, do you think esports is just kind of a generic title, or do you think that they're, you know, actually kind of a, a sport or just a really highly competitive skill that's turned into a competition? I think it is one thousand percent a highly competitive skill that has turned into a competition. Esports is not an actual sport. I'm in that camp. If you're triggered, I'm sorry. Sports is a physical activity, and, you know, you can't tell me that video games is a real physical activity. At the end of the day, for the, mo- for the most part, you're sitting there with a controller in your hand, moving your fingers. It, you're not going to get physically exerted from playing, you know, Fortnite or League of Legends or anything like that. No. Uh, now, 
do you have, you know, communication? Do you have teamwork? Do you have all of these other things that go into your traditional sports teams just without the physical or the physicality yeah. of it being a legitimate sport? You probably have better communication than an actual sport on some levels of it as far as esports goes. But to me, at the end of the day, a sport, playing a sport is obviously a physical activity. So therefore, this is just a, a very highly competitive skill. And I'm not saying that they're not, you know, just as good as an athlete in their own regard. Uh, no, because colleges are actually offering some of these esports athletes or esports competitors, however you want to designate them. They're offering them scholarships. Which I think is fucking crazy. Yeah, if you would have asked me when I was in high school if I wanted to go to college and all I ever did was just fucking play Counter-Strike, I'd be like... Fuck yeah, bitch, let's bring it on. If you would have told me when I was in college that I could make a living from playing video games, I would have been a way bigger piece of shit than I am now. Because I would have just played video games continuously, not had a job. I probably wouldn't have even showered. I probably would have just kept playing. I would yeah. have peed on myself like the NASCAR driver. Oh, yeah. 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 Who, who needs to fucking shower? Yeah, I'm going to be a pro gamer, mom. Yeah. Drinking your uh, Mountain Dew Game Fuel. Yeah, your uh, G Fuel. G Fuel, yeah. that's what it was, G Fuel. Because I'm an athlete. <laughs> I hate when gamers call themselves athletes. You're not a fucking athlete. Yeah, you're just a highly competitive gamer. Yeah, and it, it's a very, it's a it's a skill. I, I mean, I went from being decent at games to now I suck at video games. Oh, yeah. I have kids now, so like anything I do in regards to video games is purely recreational. Exactly. I, I can't do the competitive anything anymore. I used to be really competitive in Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Like Call of Duty 4, yep. Modern Warfare, super competitive in it. I still wouldn't call it a sport. For anybody listening that knows what Gears of War is, I was uh, I was kind of competitive back in the day at Gears of War. Not not the best, but I, I was serviceable, I guess. But yeah. uh, no more. Uh, moving into the future. Future... Uh, virtual reality obviously is now really starting to take off. Everybody has VR headsets. You've got Meta, formerly Facebook. You have Meta, who has what is it, the Meta Quest? I think it is. I think that's what it's called. I think I'm not sure. If you have one, let us know in the comments. Uh, and then you have um, Oculus with the Rift. Mm -hmm. Um, and then obviously you have all these other VR headsets. I think there's even headsets now where you can plug your phone into it and use your phone as a screen and the, and the headset's literally just a shell for your phone. And then you have the controllers that connect via Bluetooth. Yeah, um, this shit's getting crazy. And yeah. we're only at the, and we're at the bottom of that fucking roller coaster right now. We're Yeah, it's, it's, it's get, definitely in its infancy. Yeah. It's about to become Ready Player One real quick. Yep. It's... It's going to be crazy, y'all. Now, I would argue that if things advance to that level where you have like your omnidirectional treadmills and you have all of the, the physicality that can actually go into it to make it a more real-life experience, I would argue that then you might have a legitimate e-sport like football or hockey or something along those lines or boxing even and and i think boxing would probably be the first one that would actually have a successful chance in doing it um 
if they actually get to that point, sports as we know it are going to go away. Because you, if it's going to be that complicated and sophisticated, you're taking the only thing out of the playing the actual sport right now, which is the danger and the health aspect of it, which is what everybody complains about. And they might have a right to do. And, and just being top physical specimens. Yeah. Let's also add that in there, that being a top physical specimen, because there are people who mechanically can play sports, you know, better than anybody else, but they're just not a top physical specimen. So they never, ever get a chance. Oh, my, my brain is a great baseball player. Oh yeah, absolutely. My, my body can't do anything. Well, and, and Ryan and I touched up on this in the last episode. And if you haven't had a chance, go back and watch episode five, which is our glory days. Um, I played baseball growing up and while I was not smashing it over the fence or able to, to run, you know, a 90 yard baseline in subpar seconds, I was able to place the ball wherever the fuck I wanted it to be, you know, out and about mid midfield to, to basically almost to the wall. Um, I had ground rule doubles all day, but never once, uh, did I ever smash it over the fence? Um, in my mind, that's a strategic baseball player. Yeah. But because I was a strategic baseball player and I wasn't a fucking, guy who went out there and was fucking smashing dingers all day long. I you know. dingers. <laughs> Daddy Mac Lesteroid 69. And if you know, you know. Uh, yeah, I wasn't hitting dingers, but I was strategically placing the ball, you know, able to get singles and doubles all day long. Um, yeah. Never got a chance because I wasn't fast. I wasn't strong. Um, I wasn't I didn't have the um, the bat speed that yeah. a lot of the other guys had. Um, so, obviously, I knew my baseball career was never going to go past high school. Yeah. In which it really didn't because about eighth grade is when my baseball career teetered off. Um, and I started picking up football because all the guys at my high school, the baseball team, was super clicky. Uh, but, again, going too much. If, if you haven't listened to episode five – um, go back and listen to episode five, but yeah, seriously, I think, uh, virtual reality, if it continues on this pace, um, I agree with you. We're probably going to start seeing physical sports teeter or if anything consolidated. Cause at that point, if it gets to that sophisticated level, it's going to be the exact same without the danger and the health related aspects to it. So, you know, you're going to have everybody being quote unquote safer and you're not going to have these football players with all these concussion issues and, you know, all that crap that they deal with now. And you're still going to have the same football game. So everybody's going to be like, well, why not just do it this way? Yeah, I, I think there are some games, obviously, that you're not going to be able to do that with. Obviously, soccer is probably one of those um, just because of the size of the pitch for soccer in addition to the fact that it's a lot of footwork and I don't know how safety wise that would work out with, with VR. Um, but your games like your baseball. See, I, I kind of thought baseball would be one of the ones that wouldn't really translate really well. Baseball is the sport that takes the most skill out of all of the sports because you have to be able to hit this tiny little ball going hundred and not 110, but 100 mile an hour pitch. That that's more. Yeah, I. So I forget who it was, but they did a. Uh, 
they did a scientific test as to which sport is actually the hardest to do. Yeah. And baseball, I think you have less than a second to make that decision as to whether or not you're going to swing at that pitch and how you're going to swing at that pitch um, in relation to the point of no return. Yeah. So uh, baseball is very, um, it's much more of a mind game really than it is a physical game, especially because there are guys out there who are tiny yeah, but because they know how to move their body and how to rotate those hips just right, they get that bat speed. I mean, look at um, Julio Rodriguez, very small guy, but mm-hmm. yet if you saw him at the home run derby this last year, he was fucking smoking them. Because you got the fundamentals. Yeah, I, I, I think virtual reality is is going to pick up. I think you're going to start seeing physical sports kind of teeter back, uh, kind of a consolidation where you know maybe your top three, your your basketball. Um, your baseball and your football maybe stay physical. Um, you may have hybrid leagues, um, that kind of thing. Or you might even start seeing basketball. Oh, my God. Basketball. So. That'd be the day. Yeah. Heard your mom sleeping with squeak. So that's that's pretty much all I got, man. You, you got anything you want to add? Uh, no, I think we touched on pretty much everything. Yeah. It's good having you over, man. I appreciate having me. Yeah. Anytime. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe we can get you and Ryan over here at the same time. We might, you know, have to have an extended cut for the episode. You got to pay extra for the extended cut. Oh yeah. Five ninety nine. Five ninety nine. Hit your wife, kick your dog, drink some beer. As Ryan would say, I don't condone any of that. Yeah. So that's going to wrap it up for this show. If you haven't already, make sure you're following us on social media. You can follow us on Instagram and YouTube at Rarely Sophisticated. We're now uploading our episodes to YouTube, so make sure you're following us there. If you have X, formerly known as Twitter, you can follow us at RS Podcast X. Email us with question and episode ideas at RarelySophisticated at gmail.com. We would love to know what you guys think about the podcast and any future episode ideas that you may have. And as always, if you enjoyed the podcast, please make sure that you are subscribing to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcast. That's it. Thanks. Peace. Fuck me to tears.